Welcome, abundant babe. I have been waiting for you, and I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her intuitive divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of woo and always a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in this sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, vision alignment coach, and holistic nutritionist. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host. In case you've forgotten who I am, it's Viola Hug. And today I'm here having a virtual cup of tea with a really, really dear friend of mine who lives on the opposite end of the New Zealand North Island to where I was living in Wellington. And we, you know, our relationship of hanging out has always been like a short and sharp um, relationship while we've been in um, Auckland for events or anything like that. And she is just such an incredibly... um, like nurturing soul. She's so optimistic and positive. She always um, opens her door for us and is just such a sweet, sweet woman. Um, She has been doing really, really incredible things as well and setting up her own business and her own um, health, holistic health practice as well around being a mom of four. So she's, you know, pretty much a wonder woman. Uh, and her name is Patchouli Brinkman. Uh, and really what she does is help mothers feel nurtured and nourished and empowered so that they can be their very best. So pretty incredible to have her on the show today. Um, welcome Patchouli. Hi Viola. How are you? Excellent. Always excellent. Good. Very good. <laughs> and how are you Patchouli? Why don't, why don't you awesome. introduce yourself in your own words? Yeah. Well, thank you for that introduction. That's very kind of you. I, I, uh, yeah, I love hanging out with you as well. Whenever we see each other, it's such a treat. I guess a little bit of my background is, um, I have always been super keen and, uh, to around the health and wellness industry. Um, I, in high school was heavily involved with football and I then went on to study, um, to be a personal trainer and I didn't like that. Um, but I guess on the journey, uh, I call life, we all call life. Um, I met my husband, we've had four kids. This is a very condensed version. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I had a few hiccups along the way with my health. Like I, post having kids, I put on quite a lot of weight. I really struggled to get rid of that weight and I felt really defeated, I guess, and, um, with our fourth child, um, I got gestational diabetes. Mm. And for me, that was like, uh, okay, surely let's just take a step back and, and look at, look at ways you can look after yourself. And, um, you know, like it, it just made me really realize that 
that it was my silver lining moment really um, where I could actually really take check of the things that I was doing with my lifestyle, with my diet. And um, yeah, I just started getting really passionate about um, health on a real level, like not just on a like, oh yeah, I know that I'm eating well, Laura, but just just really getting down to the nitty gritties of what is true health? Like, what does it mean to be really healthy? And that doesn't mean like what just, is just on your plate. So for me, that was um, that was one of those defining moments where I was able to kind of really consider what I was doing. And, um, and yeah, so, and that spurred me on to study at IIN, which is um, a holistic uh, health and nutrition school and based in New York, but I did it online, which was really cool. And I did that for a year um, alongside having four children. And so just so crazy, crazy times, but I just, I love it. So that's a little bit about me. And then just starting my business, um, really feel passionate about helping women, but specifically probably mothers who are really struggling to figure out how to, how to feel like you can thrive. You know, I, I know personally it's quite hard to feel. I know that you did a podcast uh, once about, you know, not believing in balance or not, not that you don't believe in balance, but this that balance kind of can feel like a bit of a myth and especially as a mum like you're like what the f is balance anyway (laughs) so um yeah so so I I I have clients I see clients on a fortnightly basis and we just we we work on getting mums and and women to feel like they're thriving I'm just so passionate about it and yeah so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a little bit of a backstory about me Yeah. And one of the things that I find so amazing about you as well is um, really like it's a natural gift you were born with to be like such an incredible encourager and supporter of people. Um, Like the love that you feel. And I think just like the way that you um, perceive situations is, is in a really like unique and special way that I feel is like such a powerful gift for helping you really be able to support those women um, and mothers in yeah, achieving a, a lifestyle where that might not necessarily be balanced in the typical sense of like, that, <laughs> yeah. you know, that big, like on a pedestal thing, but it's, um, you know, allowing them to thrive, which is yeah, really, really super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I think, um, I mean, one day when, when you have kids, you'll, you'll get it. I, I actually think you get it anyway. I think there's <laughs> a level of intuition that you have already that when you are a mum, it's just, it's full on. Like you're not just thinking of yourself anymore. You've got this little being to think of and yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Exciting. So, um, so I think one of the things that's really incredible about your story um, and just like your own journey is really how you've been able to create this identity for yourself and this, you know, this launch of your business and mm. I, I don't know, all the incredible things that you're doing while being in this posi- position where there's really a lot of expectation of you because being a mom to one kid is already like a pretty big deal. Being a kid to like a, a mom to four kids and a wife and like, you know, and owning a business. And I know like the business that you've recently launched 
um, is one of your businesses. You actually, you know, have had your hands yeah. in doing a lot of other things as well. So it's not even like that's just everything that you do. You do so many other things. And, and I think like, it's so powerful because so many people get so lost with the expectations of society, of other people, of, you know, everything else around them that they kind of like forget who they are. And yeah, I really right. love how I feel anyway, that you still have really strong identity of who you are and your gifts and really who you're here to serve and yeah. a deep understanding of that your situation is supporting you in that. Like, do you mind sharing mm-hmm. like maybe a little bit about your journey with finding that aspect for yourself and like how you've been able to maintain that or was it something that was always really natural for you or did you have to cultivate that? I'm going to be really heartfelt. I think, I think, I got caught up in the day-to-day life of being a mum. Like before I was a mum, I thought I was going to do something completely different with my life. Like I was just going to work, um, just, you know, the nine-to-five job. Um, maybe I would play a sport and uh, that was my life set. You know, that was my mindset was I wasn't – I had been told my whole life that you just just do what you do to get by. And, um, and I think for me, the journey to, to be really passionate about who I was came at that point where I'd had kids and I was still doing that day to day. And I kind of came to a point, this is, I think it was around when we had two kids and I was just like, this enough, like I need to figure out what I'm passionate about. I, I'm really passionate about these certain things that how do I actually how do I do that on a daily basis? And, how, and so for me, like figuring out my identity and, and how I, and why I'm so passionate about what I do is that I believe from a very young age, there was this burning desire in me to serve others, to help others, to nurture and to nourish people at a real deep level. And, but because it was crushed a little bit, mm-hmm. um, it was suppressed and, you know, things mm-hmm. happened. There was some traumatic things that happened to me as a child. You know, I was, you know, I was sexually abused as a child and that definitely takes its toll. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like a lot of women go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of suppression. But coming out of that and, and just making that split-second decision almost and just going, I need some things to change. I want to be able to to live this life like abundantly and just, yeah. So I just gone after it, you know, like I, I make sure I check in with my, the things that I'm passionate about quite regularly, I think. And um, yeah. does that, is that, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I know. And yeah. like, and like you mentioned, it is, it is a heavy topic sometimes to get into as well, because um, I mean, I think some, I honestly think one of the most brave things to do is to be honest with yourself that Mm. not everything in your life is exactly how you'd love it to be. Right. Because especially for people like you and I, who are so optimistic, um, you always see the silver lining. You're just like, but it's great. Like I've got this amazing family and I've got this amazing house. And like, you know, you always see the good things, but there's actually so much courage and bravery in being able to honestly be like, actually, I am grateful for everything that I have in my life, but I actually also deserve more, you yeah. know? And, and for you yeah. to be able to have that honest communication with yourself, like that's the hardest part is admitting it to yourself. 
Yeah, it was just this awareness. It was awareness mm. of like, okay, surely like you, you've got stuff to work on and this isn't going to be an overnight thing. Like yep. I know this is going to take time, mm. but um, I really want this because, yeah. I, mm. And I think as a, like you said, as an encourager, like a born encourager, born optimist, mm. like um, I think that comes a little bit more naturally maybe yep. that, that that's, Stickativity, if you like. I don't even know if that's a word. But like just to I do like that. You yeah, I like it. That stickativity, like that that ability to stick at something. Yeah. No matter if it's like shit or not. Like yeah. just keep going. And um, you know, adversity and failures, I believe, are one of those things that that make that have made me really realize really realize my strengths. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and so just going going with the flow and going with that. Yeah, and I think as well, like, that stickativity can sometimes, um, like, I I feel like it's you really have to be mindful as well of your awareness around it because Mm. for some people it can make them stick with something that really isn't actually working for them. But then also on the flip side, it can actually, it's that power to be able to stick at it when things are hard, like when you are facing the adversity and the challenge, which isn't there as like necessarily because like, I don't know, it's not there to make life difficult for you. It's really their design so that you can be trained to, to be and step up into who you're really designed to be in this world. Like, you know, the highest expression of who you are. And so right. it's actually, yeah. you know, it's such a beautiful thing to be faced with adversity um, in a sense of that it's going to grow you and develop you um, and still be able to move through that with while holding on to your vision. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's, that's a funny word, isn't it? Stickativity. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might have heard that from somebody else a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, it's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, and 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 going off that, I think that um, where you say about sometimes you know like bad habits can stick, yeah. and you you know you just keep doing them. Well, like that's that's one thing that I've been working on in the last six months yeah. is actually stepping back and going, okay, what are what are my weaknesses? What am I doing that I really don't like? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to change them? Okay, yeah. let's do this. And so I, well, maybe even not even the last six months, probably the last three months more intently. Mm-hmm. And so like I've taken like some serious time and thought in this and mm-hmm. gone, okay, I, I'm not as mindful. Like this might seem simple, but like I'm not as mindful on a daily basis as I'd like to be. Mm. Like how am I going to change that? Mm. Um, because a mum of four running two businesses from home, um, even that in itself could, you know, I can zone out for my kids. Well, I was zoning out for my kids like quite a lot. Mm. I could, can I be really honest? Mm. Like I would be on my laptop and like one of them would come and sit next to me and then, you know, like want to talk to me and I'd be like, I've, I've just give me five just give me five minutes and like five minutes would turn into 10 minutes and like, mm. and then the other one would come and then a fight would happen. And, you know, I just, I just had to really realize that business is really important. Like for me, like I'm really passionate about what I do. 
Mm. But my children and my family dynamic do not need to suffer because of that. And so it was like, okay, what do I need to change? Mm. So being a lot more disciplined with like time and, mm-hmm. you know, so those habits that we get into or like scrolling on Instagram, like just opening Instagram and like scrolling and a kid would come up to me and be like, mom, mom, mom. And you're like, just not even there. Like mm-hmm. I was like, why, why do I do that? So yeah, I think that's actually yeah. a really powerful practice as well. Like, um, I mean, I, I personally feel, um, like you're right, like not at the expense of like your relationships or anything with anyone in your life. But I personally really feel like a shift in the way that business is moving in the future. Like it's no longer going to be like the absent dad type business, you know, that's never when they're home, they're doing paperwork. It's more like lifestyle business where people are like integrating what they do into their life. And which I think Mm -hmm. is such a beautiful thing, but you still definitely need to have like more awareness. So like part of me is really about like, breaking that stigma that you have to be a certain way to be a mom or you have to be a certain way to be successful in business. Like actually we can do whatever the fuck we want and like be happy and fulfilled. And one person's variation of success is very different from someone else's. And I follow, you know, some business coaches that openly admit that they would rather do their business than hang out with their kids some days. And I love that because I feel that it is taking a little bit of the stigma away that, you have yeah. to be that way because yeah. there's no saying that you don't love your kids just because sometimes you want to do business. So like, um, that wasn't even the point that I was wanting to make, but it just came out. <laughs> but, um, the original point that I was making based on what you said was around the phone thing though, creating like, um, a yeah. discipline. it's not just about phones and stuff like that, but I do think, um, it's like, you know, the same reason why we meditate, which I would love to talk to you about meditation as well. But the same reason yeah. why we meditate is to create more discipline in our mind and awareness, because totally. you would be like blown away if you actually were keeping track of all of the thoughts that your mind had on a daily basis. Firstly, there's all of our conscious thoughts, but then there's all of our subconscious thoughts as well on top of that, that are just like freaking running wild. And if we have no real discipline or awareness around our mind, that's when we start to live the kind of lifestyle where our, our mind is running us or really how we like that quote, I don't know. It's like either you run your day or your day runs you. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever felt that I'm sure you have, but it's like that feeling of like, I'm going through your day and you're like, Oh my God, where's the time going? What's happening? I haven't got anything done with my plan. Like boom, 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 boom. And, um, and it's because, you know, energetically you're not in, in awareness or in control of really the energy that you're creating based on the way that you're thinking and all these things, which is why like the discipline of meditation is so important, which like I said, let's touch yeah. on that in a sec. But with, yeah. with phones, it's the same thing because you, it's so easy to get lost in the scrolling, you know, scroliosis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, another one of those like words. a serious case of scroliosis. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's also about creating a discipline, which is why I'm like such a big preacher and don't think I'm perfect at this. I'm not because I still have my times where I like totally get out of sync with this routine, but I strive to keep it a regular routine in my life where, you know, at a certain time of the night, you put your phone away and you don't pick it up again um, until you've had your morning routine where you've eaten breakfast or listened to some positive audio or told the people in your life that you love them and, or done your gratitude or visualize your goals, you know, like, yeah, you really make a, 
a real strong point at what's actually really important for you for your like an energetic creation, I suppose you yeah. can say. And, and that's that, what I did. Yeah. yeah, that's totally what I did. I, I didn't exactly. audit. Yeah. did a huge audit on, on some of these things. and Yeah, and that's uh, what I noticed as well. You did your little screen-free thing with your family as well that I saw on social media, which is really cool. Yeah, and that in itself was amazing. Yeah. Like just taking the kids away from technology for just one week and um, actually reintegrating it was super inter- interesting. Yeah. Is that they actually didn't want to do it. Mm. They were like, oh, nah. Well, we can turn it off now. And they kind of were able to kind of just realize that it wasn't something that they enjoyed doing. It was just something that yeah. they probably did. And for our youngest, he um, that was the most interesting. I realized that it was like a trigger for him to, to watch uh, something on TV was, was when he was tired. Mm. And so now we just read a book instead. And it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. So give give the audience some context. How old are your kids? So I have a 10-year-old, uh, 8-year-old, uh, s- 5, almost 6, and 3. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. the youngest being the 3-year-old. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and we've got one girl in that mix. Yep. So a household of boisterous boys and uh, and well, you know, I say boisterous, but our oldest is super sensitive and going through some stuff at the moment. And that's a really interesting journey. Um, being a mum of a incredibly sensitive child who's so empathetic and feels everything that everyone feels. And yeah, um, that's been an interesting journey, but it's shaping me as a, as a human being, which is so cool. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah, definitely cool. playing a role in this rising of the divine masculine, though I can feel <laughs> <All right. laughs> Oh, he's just, um, he's great. We're, we're um, you know, and I think he's, I'm so grateful to have become a mother because, and I think your firstborn will always teach you about things first. Like mm. you're thankful for th- that you've become a mother and they teach you so much. And like we go through every stage together first with him. Mm. And and he is a beautiful teacher of many things. And he is so wise and such a beautiful soul. Um, but at the moment he's going through some really um, intense anxiety um, and uh, panic attacks and huge outbursts of anger. And it's the most intense thing and um I know I'll look back on this season and and know that we worked through it beautifully and it's all going to be okay but it's just yeah it can feel really intense Mm. so just being really vulnerable with you there that's something that we're working through but you know like it's um it's been really interesting what it's taught me about just stepping back and in terms of uh really focusing in on on that Mm -hmm. because that's really vital (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, yeah, juggling everything around that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. And, mm-hmm. and so like, I love your mindset around it, you know, like I love how you really do respect the, like, you know, the fact that our children are also our teachers, which is mm-hmm. like one of the things that, you know, for the day, Nick and I decide to have kids 
eventually. Um, that, you know, like that's such a big, um, thing that we've learned because we've, we, we do like a lot of reading on parenting and everything just because we like to be extra prepared for things <laughs> and we're like personal development junkies. But And then you'll get to the day and you'll be like, what the fuck? Those books were like, just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think like, it's not even necessarily that we're like, oh, how to be a parent, but it's the, it's the yeah, yeah. stuff that I'm really interested yeah. in. Like, um, cool. the conscious parent by Dr. Uh, Conscious Parenting by Dr. Shafali. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, and just like I love her uh, philosophy of how the children are really the teachers and so many of the problems we see in society with people like overcompensating or like power tripping is really because as a kid they were never recognized for their strengths. And, yeah. you know, and it's like things like that that really fascinate me. And I love how you have that mindset that as much as you are the parent and the guide, they're also teaching you. And I think that's really beautiful. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I think that's a mutual thing that Paul and I kind of mm. have learned. It's not something that we had that mindset from the very beginning. Mm. It was just something that we kind of have talked about and um, realised that if you do just stand back and, and allow your children to talk to you, you can, and, and really just relate with them, they teach you so much. Just mm. the, yeah, they're very in tune children. Mm. Definitely. Um, yeah. Mm. So it's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's exciting to see that they like have this opportunity though to, to, um, to keep that rather than have that squashed out of them as well. Cause I know like, you know how you shared your story about like a lot of the yeah. things that you were really into got squashed out of you through your growth. And I mean, there's more factors of course, than just of our parents with that, but it's cool to see. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, one thing that I love doing is is and fostering is that our or I say our business or like the business that I run or our family business I like to call it is is theirs and mm-hmm. um and I I think it's very important when you do run a business and you do have a family mm-hmm. is that everything that you do your your business motto your branding if you like that the kids know that mm. you know like they know that's what you do that's they know those those keywords that you use all the time so um I'm always sharing out loud you know uh, especially at the moment when I'm like I said changing things up I'm making sure that they they know what I'm all about and also it's taking them to workshops with me so mm. I've taken my kids to um you know, help me like be my little helpers, like at uh, workshops. And that's been incredibly powerful because they, I then have been able to see like their generous nature, like come out on their own. Like they own what I, what we do is I say, I stopping myself say what I do because it's what (laughs) we do. Like they, they want to be a part of it. And Mm. so the last time I took miles um, at the end, like, before everyone got up, he, he was already down the back at where all the food was and he was grabbing plates and like handing food around. And it just, I just, I, I kind of got really emotional. Like I didn't, I really didn't want to like at that point, at that very moment, I was like, I, I should have been mixing and mingling and I did, but I, I just stopped for a moment and I saw my son get why we do things and it was to serve people. And it was just such a cool moment. It was just mm. so cool. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's making me emotional. <laughs> mm. 
but I think yeah. that's it. you know it's so cool it's really cool to see that um that mindset as well around um your goals and I think for the listeners that um you know for those of you that are a mom or have a family um it's yeah really um powerful to to know that firstly like you can do both like you can be a mom and you can run a business and you can do what am I saying both all the things you can do all the things yeah it's Um, it's 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 the thing you can do life yeah like they they can yeah they are part of it it's not like uh often people are like I'm waiting till I own a home till I have kids or I'm waiting to do this before I have kids or I just say well your kids just do what you do anyway yeah they just are you like you know yeah and um yeah and getting them involved and stuff and I know like another fun Mm. thing was when you guys were working on a big business goal and you all sat down and you like talked about the goal together and you all did like little vision boards and like yeah it's just like so fun seeing that dynamic within your family as well yeah we've got Joel's vision board up on our fridge and in his little I'm looking at it now like all his little um bold like etched writing it says later on in life and he's got like mansions and these cool old classic cars and um funnily enough like a mirror and a, a, a throw pillow on there <laughs> um so there's some random stuff oh, and like some candles in a candle holder Cute. Uh, yeah just like but he he gets it he does that because that's what you know he's seen me do so yeah yep. it's, it's it's really cute yeah, that's yeah. so awesome. I love that vision board too. That's one that I've seen as well when I've been at your house. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, he really likes fancy houses. Like, because everything. Yeah. <laughs> or it was just yeah, like, the- to be a home and living magazine that you guys were using. <laughs> I think it probably was like, um, yeah, an our home magazine or something like that, <laughs> just chopping it out of it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So, so um, sorry. All right. I was just going to say, like, in terms of um, this whole concept, like, I know we touched on meditation before and you were saying about how Mm -hmm. it was, like, quite an important practice for you. Do you mind just sharing, like, a little bit about, like, your experience with meditation and, like, what meditation means to you and um, why you feel it's an important practice? Yeah. So I started meditating probably about a year ago when um, I felt like things were getting a little bit, you know, like, everything was just in my mind and I wanted and I had done a little bit of study around meditation um heard it was a good thing through other people and as a coach like I would often say hey have you tried meditating but like just it wasn't something that I had really resonated to with and until I was like I'm just going to give this a go I'm just going to try it it was amazing and um I, I probably the first time I really got into meditation I did it for about six months and then I, I just, I don't know how, but just dropped the habit. Like I, I started maybe sleeping in a little bit too long. And, and this mm-hmm. is where I talk about those moments where I sat back and I go, okay, what have I, what, what do I want in life? What is, what needs to change? And so mm-hmm. I actually, I did it for about six months. And then, like I said, I dropped it. And, um, so only just recently, um, was really inspired by my husband who has been meditating daily for the last nine, month, nine months. Mm. Um, he's got so into it that he built a meditation 
hut out in the backyard amongst the palm trees and um it's so cool it can be thunder and lightning it can be like hailing and he's out there like it doesn't phase him he's just um he wraps himself up in blankets he does it it's really inspired me and uh every time I've talked to him about it he just you know he's he just seems more grounded uh he's more present with the children he's more joyful in our relationship and so it's just been really cool so um so I was really inspired to to start up again and start meditating and what I find with meditation is that I am able to to set up my day so I choose to do it in the morning Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people I think because I you know I come from a, a Christian background and so a lot of people within like church would would kind of maybe frown upon these kind of meditative um, routines. I don't know why. I think there's a bit of a stigma around it because it says in the Bible to meditate. Um, so it's really interesting. Um, so I I love it. I I sit up in the morning. I meditate, and what it allows me to do is it sets me up for the day to have a clear mind almost and just this clarity, and to be able to. I feel like it opens my heart to mm. be able to receive and I'm able to breathe because that's part of it, right? You breathe mm. um, and you connect with your breath and I'm able to be more mindful and um, I just feel more relaxed going mm. into my day. So that has been super key for me in terms of my relationships with my family, mm-hmm. um, being really motivated to, um, you know, be more aware of where my business needs to go mm-hmm. and and how I need to make that role so that's been really cool so um I encourage people to to meditate um you know regularly and and look yeah I stopped meditating look it's not you don't don't have to do it every day but I think it's I think it's a vital role in bringing more clarity to people's lives yeah mm. yeah I really love meditation too and I feel like when I was first getting into it um I the main reason why I didn't do it is because I honestly thought that to meditate, you had to sit with no thoughts. And I just didn't know how that was possible. I was like, it is impossible not to think. I don't know like who made this up, but I'm not like some crazy goo (laughs) that's just going to sit there and not be able to think for five minutes or minutes or however long, like let alone like 10 seconds, like, you know, and then, um, yeah, I would like, I think I downloaded a meditation app and it was like meditation music with a timer and I tried to do it. And after like five seconds, I was like, Nope, can't do it. Already think for me. I quit. <laughs> like it was right. just like, I just didn't see the point. And I was like, what's the point of not thinking for like five minutes? Like I like right. thinking, you know? And then yeah. I started to realize though, and, and you know, what was really actually the changing point for me. Like I don't really do guided meditations anymore but at the time I found guided meditations yeah and that's what was, that's what we do yeah yeah well, that's what I'm doing yeah hmm. and I found them so powerful because they actually told me what to think you know and yeah. even if it's thinking about taking a deep breath or thinking about noticing I don't know a tingling feeling in your hands or like anything you know like it was like this beautiful way that I could actually allow myself to sit there and I didn't think it was the same as meditation because I thought meditation was always having a clear mind. But what I've learned is that really meditation is about um, having an awareness of what's going on in your yeah. mind. 
and that's and the difference. <laughs> that's powerful, right? That's such a powerful thing. And and when I started meditating again, I realized how out of touch I was with that practice of yep. being at ease with my thoughts. Mm. You know, and uh, and I struggled the first you know, three or four times getting back into it because I was trying to be somewhere. Yeah. I was trying to get that meditation to take me somewhere, you know, yeah. like I want this to do something for me. Come on. Cause I'm a very like, um, I, I feel like I'm an, in the process person. Like I love the process. Like I feel like it's really cool, but I, I do think that I'm very competitive. I'm goal driven. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, what's this going to do for me? And so sometimes I would challenge Paul. I'd be like, so what'd you get out of your meditation today? <laughs> and he'd be like, what do you mean? Like, that's not the purpose of it. Like, I was like, come on, surely you must have had some revelation or something. He's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. so, like, so why do you, so why do you do it? <laughs> and, um, but that's just my curious, my curious kind of mind. Um, and how I'm kind of like, how I was like probing him, kind of inspired me to to actually just go just give it a go patchouli and get back into it and and see yeah. how it rolls and it's just been really cool so yeah and so that's, that's like good. so the same as me like I'm like what's the gonna be the purpose like <laughs> why am I sitting down here meditating like what's the goal what's the benefit and um yeah. and it is like it is such a subtle benefit that I feel like probably anyone who's talked about meditation or anyone who does meditation on a regular basis, like it's the unexpected benefits of meditation. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to put into words, but I always say like awareness is really the key to success. Like I Mm. really think it is because how you shift anything in your life, how you develop and grow is through an awareness of your current state. And you know, like if you can have a thought come up in your mind (laughs) and you recognize that as not something that's a reality, like for example, like if a fear or a doubt comes up in your mind when you're about to make a big decision and you can recognize that that's just part of the process of growing and doing something new, then you're going to be able to move through life with so much more ease than if in that moment you buy into that fear and you go, Oh my God, this is like, this is coming up. Like, this is my instincts telling me it's not good. Like, you know, and you know, whereas how can you actually tell the difference? Is it your instincts or is it fear? Like, you know, which one do you listen to? And that's, yeah, like that awareness is just so powerful to know. And meditation really, really helps with that awareness. um, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. It does. yeah. And then I also do like, I love, because I am like, I do think quite a lot, like even I don't really do guided meditation heaps anymore. I still do sometimes, but I mostly just put on music and do my own meditation. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just sit there and breathe. But a lot of times as well, I like to visualize like um, one of my favorite meditations um, is I just imagine like feeling love around my heart. And then I expand that love. Like I feel the love in my whole body and then I feel it in my whole in the whole room and then around the whole house. And then I like spread yeah. it out until the whole world is like just one ginormous, like love ball. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And it's too. so true. It's so true, Viola. Like mm-hmm. it does expand like uh, it, it, anything that we do like that, that we connect with our own energy. And I think this is the thing too, for me is that yes. I'm being aware that we all give and receive energy and you're big on this like I know that you Mm. uh you know are aware of this but not a lot of people are aware of this right so going back to because we involve our kids in everything so because Paul and I meditate the kids have started wanting to do it Mm. and so one of Miles's things now one of the tools we're giving him 
um, when he feels really anxious as meditation. Mm. And so over the, you know, course of a couple of months, he, he's now said, Hey, I just need to meditate. Do you mind if I use your device? And we've got a couple of meditations that, and we we use Headspace and it's got a meditations for kids on it, which is really cool. Mm. Um, and so he's been able to use that as a tool. And so, uh, yeah, I, I guess where I was saying with we give and receive energy is that for when we when we meditate and we've we've we're off, I'm often you know have thoughts of my children and I visualize our family and and these amazing places and you know on adventures and things like that and um, our kids see the value in meditation and and when they meditate I know that they feel the same things and so. Uh, it's brought a lot more harmony into our home, um, which has been just priceless, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love hearing all the um, the cool things that you incorporate with your family. That's the thing is like you can, right? Like they're not separate. They're, um, they're a part of the whole energetic clan. <laughs> yeah, and they, you know, like I believe we all have spirits and, you know, we are a spirit soul kind of, being yeah um and that soul that they have is no smaller than mine yeah you know so we all we all have the same substance in that sense and yeah. we are often treat them as smaller beings but they are just the same as us mm. and so they need nurturing in those in that way too you know spiritually mm. um you know mentally emotionally just as adults do mm. so um yeah just that mindfulness that the, of, of that has been really cool um one tool and tip I would say with parents who do have kids with anxiety and this is just something that has come to me but it works so beautifully as I grab hold of Miles's index finger yeah I don't know yeah I grab hold of his index finger and as he's having an attack or a, these horrible thoughts that he has I just kind of like pulse his finger hold it and pulse it and I keep saying focus on your finger just your finger, just focus on your finger. And I kind of bring him back to the present, just mm-hmm. bring him back to that pre- present moment. And for anyone who has anxious kids, it's doing just one little thing that's going to help them bring them back into the present moment and that they are safe and they mm-hmm. are secure and they are okay. And then and then we do a body scan, like he knows the drill now, like we, we get him to lie down and he scans from his head to his toe and then we do gratitude uh, at the end, we, 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 you know, thank his body for the rise and fall of his chest and his breath and his heart and the ability that he has to voice his opinion. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So this is what I'm in at the moment. So I know you can hear me get emotional about it, but it's just what we're in at the mm. moment and dealing with that. So it's really cool. It's a cool tool to have. Yeah, that's mm. really cool. That's awesome. And I think even for anyone who not even has a kid, suffering with anxiety anyone who suffers with anxiety like use yeah. those tools for yourself like just pulse your finger and you know just focus on that or anything that can bring you present and that's why breath and stuff is so powerful as mm. well it's so powerful and then yeah, there's like all the science behind breathing as well that like taking really really deep um like diaphragmatic belly breaths actually switches you from your um, stress response into your relaxation mode. So 
um, you know, and obviously having a panic attack or anxiety is fully within your stress response. So even just bringing yourself back to breath, don't underestimate like how powerful that can be. It is so powerful. Yeah. Like I went to the dentist, um, again, um, the other day and I, I am really scared of the dentist just because I've had like traumatic experience as kids with like having teeth pulled and stuff. But, um, and then my phobia of needles, which is a whole nother story, but, um, you know, like I, I always notice myself getting really, really anxious when I'm around even doctor's offices, like anything like that. Um, and so funny because the last time I went, like Nick said to me, like, Oh, you were like so calm the whole time. And I was like, yeah, because like in my head the whole time I'm going, I am safe. I am loved. This is good. Good things are happening to me. Like really deep breaths and like just repeating this in my head the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. And and affirmation is massive too, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, speaking that those things over you. I think too, we crave human connection yeah. and especially in those times, like often anxious people or people who have suffered depression. I can, we, I could talk about that till the cows come home cause I've been there, yeah. but I think we isolate. Whereas what is truly needed is, and, and what is, yeah, is, is connection. So, yeah. so for miles for me to just sit there and hold his hand and, you know, pulse his finger he has a sense of connection mm-hmm. and love and care. And, you know, even if Nick could stand and hold your hand, you know, I'm sure it would be better. But, yeah. I mean, we're adults, right? You, you <laughs> kind of get to the point where you're like, I can do this shit myself, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I think as human beings, um, especially in this tech age where we get a lot of connection from, you know, social media and stuff and we feel mm-hmm. like that's filling a void, I feel like we're getting back to this um, – place where we really realize that connection is so key especially in like with people who do suffer from anxiety and depression so Mm. just feel supported Mm. yeah absolutely and um I mean I think a lot of people have been through that or are going through that and Mm. I know when I went through it as well it was like um and it's funny because back then I didn't really know anything about it when I was yeah had really bad anxiety and um and depression uh but the, cause I, I was at a point where I chose that I wanted to get counseling for it. And the tips mm-hmm. he gave me were all mindfulness techniques, but I didn't know them at the, know it at the time. And, you yeah. know, now that I know what I know about the mind and about, um, all that kind of stuff, I'm like, no wonder it was so revolutionary for me because I could take myself from literally full on panic, like feeling depressive and horrible to like back in the moment and, like rational about the situation right Mm. and I remember getting to having that very moment as well like Mm. in the height of my depression and anxiety and choosing to go and and get some help and some counseling and then thinking back I'm like why don't we teach these things in schools yeah why don't we give these tools to people so that they when they do feel that tightness in their chest they can associate it with anxiety Mm. and go I'm not having a heart attack it's just I'm hella stressed and I'm Mm. getting I'm having an anxiety attack so um yeah we just don't teach these these things in school because Mm. uh, well and maybe they should you know I think self-care is another thing Mm. like if we're going to talk about um that I think that is a catalyst for for really being 
in harmony with your body and with the people around you is that if you don't take care of yourself, and this was for me, if I didn't take care of myself first, then I couldn't save the rest of my people in my boat, if you like. So like uh, my family really matter, but if I wasn't good, I wasn't going to be good for them. Um, and, and so that, that was my first thought. My second thought is that I am worthy to be loved and love myself. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. And I, th- we need to teach these things to, to our kids and yeah. So I talk, I've talked about my kids a lot in the grand scheme of this podcast, but I yeah. think it's they're the next generation and that's really important. But again, you could relate it to business. You could relate it to anything that we do in life is their key fundamentals. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's like, you know, I don't have kids, but I agree and resonate with everything you've said. So it's like, um, yeah, I, I totally get it though. And that's, I think that's what I think is so beautiful as well is that so many of these fundamentals, they really do, um, benefit you in so many areas. So like, you know, in terms of like being able to create a space where you do feel that self-love and that self-worthiness, um, where you do feel, um, that you know who you are, you've created, you know, that harmony within your lifestyle Mm -hmm. where, where you can find space for yourself, but as well, like quality space for the people and the things that matter. Um, incorporating things like meditation and all of those beautiful things like it doesn't really matter like what your life situation is or what really your um yeah your, your like yeah your passions are your goals are this is transferable to anything like it's so powerful absolutely mm. so yeah. in, in regards to, like everything that we've talked about do you have any like last um advice or any stories you want to tell that can, you know, possibly inspire people as well a little bit further on their journey or give them some encouragement to, um, whatever it is that they're going through right now. Oh, that's a big question. That could encompass everything. Um, well, I know that I'm an encourager and I, I, I think that, I think that if anyone is struggling with, you know, any area of life, I think first and foremost, talk about it, talk about it to people who you feel safe um, and who are going to encourage you. And, and if you don't have people like that in your life, like find some, um, <laughs> because, you know, I, th- I think that support and connection is our number one, should be our number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, yeah, I, I would encourage people to make self-care a priority this week, even today, like if you're listening to this and you know that you're not feeling your best, like love on yourself today because, mm. you know, go and go and take a walk in nature. It doesn't have to cost you money. It just, it just is you spending time with yourself or, you know, yeah, run a bath or, you know, yeah. Get your husband or partner to give you a massage or, yeah, yeah. yeah simple things in life. Yeah. And that's so true as well. Cause there's some misconception. I think a lot about self-care cause I used to think this as well is that like self-care meant you have to like go get your hair done or go pay for massage, <laughs> right. or, you know? And I remember when my husband and I were like, you know, not doing the best financially and we're just like, I can't afford to have self-care. I can't afford to love myself. <laughs> and then I realized that it wasn't really about that. It was about like creating space for you just to enjoy yourself. And so for me, it was literally making a cup of tea and going and sitting in the sun in the backyard. And I was yep. like, 
totally blissed out and so happy. You yeah, know? putting I think music plays a massive role in in my life in that. Like if yeah. I'm feeling a little bit down about well, I don't often feel down about things, but if I'm feeling like I'm in a bit of a funk, like yeah. just put some really fun music on and dance like you're a dick, like and make your <laughs> kids look sideways at you and go, Mum, what are you actually doing? I'm like, I'm actually having fun. Yeah. You wanna join me? <laughs> you know, like making fun of yourself is such a great way of uh just reminding yourself that you once were a kid and kids have fun and you can still be like that like why do we have to change yeah exactly there's like nowhere in the freaking rule book of life does it say you've hit a certain age you can't have fun anymore (laughs) yeah right like I hate that saying I hate that saying grow up you know like I don't know if you're ever told that oh yeah I get told that like literally on the daily I'm like no I will not grow up yeah where does it even come from um yeah. but yeah just just yeah yeah anyway yeah. awesome I love that that's been so beautiful thank you so much for sharing your story thank you so much for um opening up about everything that you did it's been so awesome having this chat with you um oh, I was gonna so say nice. as well like I agree what you said as well about support and if you don't have current people in your life to support you then I highly encourage that you um, obviously connect with either myself or Patchouli um, on, cause we both have groups as well, Facebook groups where we mm. can support you on a, like a group basis and you can connect with other like-minded people. So they'll both be linked um, in the description of this podcast anyway, but mine's called Abundant Babes, a home for a visionary. And you're um, Patchouli, do you want to share your one as well? And maybe as well where other people can connect with you elsewhere on social media or email? Yeah, I, I have a Facebook page called uh, Patchouli Brinkman, Holistic Health Coach. And I also have like a group that uh, I have started called Go Holistic Mama, which is a group where um, you can, we can interact and just we, I talk about how we can nourish and nurture our children and ourselves on that group, in that group. So um, that's yeah. a great way to connect um, as moms. Um, but again, you don't have to be a mother to, to connect on that group. It's just um, that's a lot of the content. Um, but, yeah, those would be the two avenues I, I think you would you'd best get me. Um, cool. Yeah. So it'd be awesome. great to connect. Yeah, and please do get in touch. I say this, like, every episode, but it's because I legit mean it. Like, please let us know what you thought of the episode. Get in touch. Like, message Patchouli. Yeah. Um, let's have a chat and um, yeah and I really hope that this has added some value to your life I hope you've enjoyed this conversation I'm so grateful for all of the listeners um, and specifically you for being here and thank you so much Patchouli Um, it's yeah it's been really really great so lots of love to you yeah love you heaps (laughs) and we'll (laughs) talk to you again next week okay see you guys bye